Welcome to the Philippe Matthews Show at thepmshow.tv. Named the Oprah of the Internet by Mark Victor Hansen, Philippe Matthews doesn't ask questions that are different. He simply asks questions that make a difference. The Philippe Matthews Show features entertainers, bestsellers, authors, thought leaders, change agents, and world-class experts in the field of personal, spiritual, and professional development. An Internet marketing entrepreneur, Philippe is the creator of the How Movement, dedicated to teaching people how to move from the mindset of hope to the process of how. If you are ready to take your life to the next level, move from the mindset of why to the mindset of why not. Tune in right now to this latest edition of the Philippe Matthews Show and watch your life grow. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, on the Philippe Matthews Show. I have, uh, a, a, well, I, I consider her a dear friend, even though she doesn't remember me. I interviewed her years ago when she had her book out, True Beauty. <laughs> we were just laughing about that. And now she's back with me, everybody. Beverly Chuck. Uh, what's happening, girl? Hello, hello. Nice to be back. <laughs> um, so here's the new book, The Face That Changed It All. Now, I have a personal uh, story and love for you. When Back in the day, uh, my sister literally modeled her life after you. She wanted to be a model. She went to modeling school back then, you know, Patricia Stevens, right? And she used to watch all, she used to get all of the magazines, Mademoiselle, Glamour, Harper's Bazaar, everything. And it was enormous when you uh, became the, the cover, the first cover of Glamour Magazine 1974. I remember holding that in my hand. Oh, that was, it was, it was, it was magical for us as as a black family to see that. You know what I'm saying? And so we just have unconditional love for you and, and understand your journey, understand your struggles, and just honor that. And so I just wanted to get that out the way and then get into the, to the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. well, 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 thank you very much for that. And I just wanted to make sure – I mean, it, it was Vogue magazine, but I did have a lot of Glamour magazine. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. It was Vogue magazine, 1974, right. But then you were everywhere. You, you They just right. plastered you everywhere, Mademoiselle. Yeah. So it was, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was insane. And, yeah, we made, you know, back then in the day, anything that was black on the cover, we, we bought. You know what I'm saying? Oh, <laughs> also because, you know, of what Vogue meant to not only the fashion industry, but mainstream America. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. I, I, I didn't realize that then, you know, I just wanted to be the top model, but sure. I realized that very soon after that that was, you know, a pivotal moment in history and the acceptance of black beauty in mainstream America. Yeah. We, we had arrived, and what a wonderful, defining moment that is for me then and continues with me to this day, and it's made me, you know, really who, who I am. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's, it's funny because, of course, when you are making history, you don't see the history that's being made because you're smack dab in it. Right. Yes. Now, you, I mean, Francesco Scavolo, oh, my God, the, one of the best photographers uh, in the world. Way Bandy, the late Way Bandy, uh, one of the greatest makeup artists in the world. Uh, he, here you are, throw, uh, Joey Mills. I mean, I could just, the list goes on and on. Yes. Um, when you uh, came into the modeling industry, I'm not going to go into how you got in, because everybody kind of knows a little bit about sort of how you got started. They can read the book to go, to go through that. But let's get into 
here you are now, because you were this geeky, tall girl uh, with, with some self-esteem issues. You were bullied uh, uh, as, uh, as, a, as well. And uh, tell me the story about Eileen Ford uh, and, and, and bullying, and then this photographer who was trying to, you know, treat you like you wasn't, you know, all that. Yes. You, remember, you know what I'm talking about? Yes, yes, I do. I, you know, I mean, I was an ugly baby, and um, is that possible, Beverly? I don't know if that's possible. If you saw the pictures, you would you would be like, "Yep, you were ugly." Baby. <laughs> 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 and you know, and, and that kind of story is true. You know, the ugly duckling. Oh, coming back home after. You know, my mom and I went to New York, and they said, we want to use your, your daughter for Glamour Magazine and everything. My brothers and sisters were like, did you tell them you got better-looking sisters and brothers at home? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, it was really like, you? And, but anyways, and, and, and the whole thing about, um, it, so, so, you know, I'm the nerd, I'm the introvert, I'm in, mm-hmm. my whole thing is about school and swimming competitively. That, mm-hmm. that was my life and, and reading. And so I was the most unlikely, you know, person to succeed, particularly in modeling. I had, the, I had a, my younger sister, the short, light skin, brick house body, and then I had my older sister with the long, straight, for real straight, Indian hair. Now here was Beverly, you know, a little fat, <laughs> you know, you know. So, and I was picked on. You know, I remember walking across the stage, every, you know, on the honor roll, and it was a, a, a school that was, I think, sixty percent white and forty percent black at the time, and uh, and being booed, really, the honor roll. And then you know that whole kind of junior high school mean girl thing, sure, and, you know, sure. being picked on, and 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 you actually got jumped by all the girls. With my best friend in the world, I don't think many people have a lifelong best friend. I do. We were born at the same year in the same hospital. We lived next door to each other, and we are lifelong best friends. Wow. Anyway, we went down swinging together. But to make a long story short. I found the courage, and I don't suggest this for anyone, to get each and every one of those girls jump me one by one, tore their asses up. But <laughs> one by one, took me months, but I did it. And, and it's so funny, I'd go back to Buffalo and say, hey, Beverly, remember when you beat my ass? You know, I mean, remember when you beat Are my you ass? serious right now? Oh, that's hilarious. They said, I said, no, you beat me up first. And then, that is so funny. Yeah. But to be honest, I, hey, I would have been honored to have my ass beat now by Beverly Johnson. As a matter of fact, even right now, I would be honored to have my ass beat by Beverly Johnson. I'm just saying. But, and, you know, so <laughs> I, I, I kind of have this, you know, resilience, and I have that kind of fire in my belly at birth anyways. I mean, I. I now, you know, Harry Belafonte also was pivotal. Uh, and giving you confidence in your career as well. Is that right? Yeah, yeah because, I, you know, when, you know, faith takes you these different ways in college, you know, you know, I taught a lot of people how to swim. You know, I got out of the competitive swimming and went into swimming. And then I got this chance, you know, everybody's going to read the book. And I got to New York. And this woman, by Berkshire woman, was the big manager of this big boutique. And in she calls in and Harry Belafonte to take a look at me with my mother there. 
And he kind of nods up and down. Yeah, I, th- I think she might have it. And she was the one who made the appointment to Glamour Magazine. I didn't have an agent, right? Wow. So I go right in, and just like I think it's like, you know, and they say, yeah, we like you, and my career is off. And uh, and so I'm telling my, you know, my father, Dad, everything's legitimate. It's it's not, you're not a street walker. There really is such a thing as modeling. <laughs> And then I, I, I went on to model, and then the next thing I, I found out you had to do, you had to get an agent. And so I said, I wanted to be with the best agency. And I walk into Eileen Ford. This is after I did the Glamour Magazine assignment and after I did the Vogue Magazine. And remember, there was no Internet. There was no, there was no faxing. There was, no, there was no cell phone. So she didn't really know I was already working for Glamour and Vogue freelancing. So when I walked into the office, I was just like all the other girls that were sitting there. Wow. And she just went to me and said, too fat, next. <laughs> really? And you had a swimmer's body? Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. So what happened? I mean, you, you, know, you didn't beat her up. So what happened <laughs> was I left. I was confused. I went, they even had black modeling agencies. I went to all of the modeling agencies, and they all turned me down. But Are you kidding me? And naive, and I didn't say what. And you were already working. You were already working as a model. Thank you. So I didn't. I didn't. I didn't have. I didn't have the wherewithal to say that. And I. I just thought, well, they're going to see what glamour evokes on me, and they didn't. But anyways, about three days later, I get this call to my girlfriend's uh, apartment in Brooklyn. The girl I went to college with was saying mm-hmm. with her parents. And they called me back down to Eileen Ford, and I was like, what am I going back down? She just said I was too fat, you know. And, and I walk in, and she just says, you've lost so much weight. Oh, my gosh. Unbelievable. I the business, I thought, oh, I know what this business is about. Mm-hmm. But I, I wanted to be with her. I didn't take it personal. I wanted okay. to be with her because she was the best. So I just Absolutely. called and said, Okay, and 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 that was a great thermometer and a and a great indication of what that business was about for me mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. that moment as an as an eighteen year old. Wow, eighteen! That's amazing. So here you are now. You are with the top agency uh, in the world, Ford. Uh, you are prior to already working uh, freelancing uh, for for Glamour and. And, and, but now your your career is solidified. You're getting ready to take off. You're getting ready to zoom. You are in the most beautiful yet crazy and tragic industry in the world, right? <laughs> the right. beauty industry. So uh, you got caught up in a whole bunch of stuff, but you still kept a level head throughout it because you have some of the crazy – Ladies and gentlemen, some of the crazy ass stories in this book you will you will not even believe it is Beverly Johnson. You'd be like, What, Beverly did what? Yep. Beverly Johnson did some of that stuff. She said she takes ownership of it. So so we we you know, talk, talk to us about I, I was in Halston, you were at some party and they literally, because this is back in the seventies when, you know, it was chic to do these kind of things. It was expected to do these kind of things. You there was like bowls of cocaine literally bowls of cocaine uh, throughout the party that you could just go and partake us in. Walk us, just walk us through the door, go in there and open in the door, and there, there's Austin or, 
and 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 this kind of crazy kind of party lifestyle. Yeah. So so first of all, even though I had those initial big breaks with Glamour, Vogue, and then a, a, the best agency in the world, I still had to work part time at that agency at, at that um, uh, boutique because you, you're still having to build a career. And right. You're not working enough to sustain yourself. And then I got married. And then I was living in Brooklyn, and then I, I transferred from Northeast University and went to Brooklyn College at night. So I'm doing everything at once. Right? Wow. And so it took, I would say it took a good three years in order to really sustain myself as a model, a working model, where mm-hmm. I was working every day as a model in some mm-hmm. capacity. Mm-hmm. And once I got to that point, and then I, you know, I'm this sensation because I'm, you know, on these glamour magazine covers and, mm-hmm. and, and, mm-hmm. and oh, but now I want to go into the runway thing, and the runway girls did was not having that. I wanted to go and see what the whole industry was about. And the elite, elite part of that world, Andy Warhol, the Hawkins, you know, Liza Minnelli, and all those people at, in that era thought of me, oh, she's just a little, you know, black girl that's going back to Brooklyn to cook dinner for her husband. She's not, like, a part of the A-list team. Okay. Yeah, that's really what I am going to do, go back and cook dinner for my husband, get on the train, back to Slapsmush Avenue. So once I really wanted to elevate myself and I, I, I knew that that Vogue cover was going to take me where I needed to be, mm-hmm. I, you know, changed agency and worked for that. And then once I became part of the A-team and become part of really what that meant to be, you know, um, they say if you make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was the top model in the world at the time. And in Absolutely. order to sustain that position, one, you had to be thin. Now mm-hmm. growing as a woman and, and when you grow as a woman, you get curves, you get you know, you don't have the same eighteen year old body. And so thus cocaine was the drug not only the drug of choice of that of that era, sure. it was the drug that was wasn't addicting. It made you smarter. And there were all these, like, untrue things about this dangerous drug. Mm-hmm. And for mm-hmm. the modeling industry, you had to have it because it made you thin. Your eyes were white. Stay up all night. You, could, you, know, you, you, you had these illusions of grandeur, and, and it wasn't addicting. We know now that that's not the truth. Sure, we know that. And you didn't know it was not. You didn't know it was dangerous at the time. Everybody was doing it. That was the thing to do, and that was what the elite A status was doing back then in the seventies. The elite did that. Though. Yeah, you were. You know, you had your little crystal, little beautiful bottle with the silver, you know, little spoon, and you know, it was, it was, um, it was part of being in that elite uh, bubble. Wow, unbelievable! And, uh, it took a lot of people out. And it's, yeah, as we all know, yeah, yeah, a, yeah. Lot, a lot of people didn't make it. How did you? How did you make it? Because um, you, you, I mean, you went through. I remember talking to you. You went through eating disorders and all kinds of crazy things. Oh my God. And you, you, I mean, you really struggled and suffered um, to to be uh, a, a lister. And is, is that something? Is that what you have to do still today? 
has it changed much? Because I still hear those stories. Um, but, you know, how did, how did you maintain your sanity? Because you came out okay. Well, you know, I made it. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I, I'm glad I made it. I'm, I'm glad I made it to tell the story. You know, a lot of us didn't. And um, I, I, What do you I think, think is the that, factor that, that you have? Because we're talking now 40-year career. That's what we're yeah, talking about I, right now, right? You know, I, I, I think that, you know, I, you know, of course I, I, I was blessed. And I, I think that also I, I had a daughter that I, I couldn't let down. I mean, I, I just mm, okay. I, I just could not, you know, um, mess up her life, you know, or, you know, and and you know, there's a there are a lot of underlying factors um, that you know, and, and people have to read the book to really see because I think what happens is that people see, you know, the the celebrity side of everything, the whole glossy, glamorous side, and they never see uh, what's underneath there and what goes mm-hmm. on underneath there uh, until it's over, until they end up on the front page and they were overdoses. And then you go, what? what? You exactly, know? And, exactly. And so, uh, I mean, I live to tell the story, and um, hopefully people – uh, I didn't re- I didn't tell the story to like you know teach anybody any kind of lessons. I mean, if somebody mm-hmm. gets a lesson out of it, but I just told the story um, uh, just to be able to really tell my story because I've been out there a long time mm-hmm. and I've had to reinvent myself, you know, every decade in order to stay relevant. But here was a time that I could be totally authentic. And really tell people um, about my journey. Wow! And they don't know my journey. People right. think they know my journey. But right, right, right. That's absolutely right. Well, speaking of which, uh, you know, um, I, I want to talk about. I want to get into the juicy stuff, the, the love life. Now, now, you know, everybody I think knows about you and Author Ash. You guys back then, and I remember this was like. Uh, well, you call it, you say it, it, it was like the Jay-Z and Beyonce yes. <laughs> of that era. And, and I, I remember it, it was like you were royalty. I mean, it was like black royalty. It was amazing. And let's talk to me about that relationship with Arthur. What was one of the most uh, profound things you learned uh, or took away from that relationship? Well, well, it was, but it was really interesting, okay? He was dating white women at the time. And so all of, you know, black folks was mad about that. <laughs> and I was very connected into the, the, the white elite glamour, and, and I wasn't a part of the, you know, the ebony, you know, fashion fair, runway show, whatever, because, I'm, I, I, you know, I'm trying to build this cr- career so I can get the leverage to do whatever I wanted to do. Right, so right. We, Understood. We were, we were both in need of a of uh, of some good PR mm-hmm. you know, for our community. And um, you know, I was like, I don't wanna you know, he's a nerd. I don't wanna you know, and of course, you know, my 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 wonderful gay guru said, Darling, no, no, this this man you have to date. And I just found him to be so intelligent and so introspective and so, I mean, good-looking in person. And, you know, I was just 
written, and he had such respect for me and kind of understood my struggles and, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to fit into the white world, but also trying to make sure that we included the black world, too. And so we had that in common. Um, And uh, it was, you know, on my side, it was a huge love affair. Uh, He obviously um, had different... um, I had a different way of looking at it, but um, and you have to read the book. But the other thing that I wanted to include him because when people say who's Arthur Ashe, I mean I want to, you know, uh, yeah, strangle him, yeah, right, yeah, you know, because what he's done to this day, his record has still not been broken. That is correct. Tina and Venus, uh, hey, I take my hats off to those two sisters. I mean, they are the best of the best. But Arthur Ashe record. Still has not been broken. Absolutely, absolutely. So, so you know, how long was the relationship? How long? How long did it last? Well, I would say, I mean, you know, it was, you know, oh, you know, like months. Okay, now he's traveling the world, and I'm traveling the world. You know, yeah. You know, so you talk on the phone when you can, but you know, months. You know, I thought like, okay, this is going to be my second husband. Wow. Okay. So you were already there with it. Okay. Now, what about, you, you know, now Arthur Ashe, obviously one of the most highly respected, highly intelligent uh, uh, figures uh, in our history. Uh, but you also have uh, dated some, some uh, uh, people opposite of that, uh, in a sense. Mike Tyson? Yeah, talk to us about Mike Tyson, Bradley. Come on, let's, let's break it all down, sister. Come on, let's well, let it all out. I, I, I really want people to read the book because there's something. Yeah, I know I want them to read the book, too, but I want them to know. Let, just give us a little something-something about some Mike Tyson. Because, you know, I love Iron Mike. I love his journey and I love his story. He has made a, 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 a 180 degree uh, in his life. Un- I mean, that's just an unbelievable cat. That's a really unbelievable cat in his story and what he's lived through. What, but during the time that you guys were kicking it, what was that like? First, I'm going to say this. Mike Tyson didn't kiss and tell. What a gentleman. Wow. I'm kissing and telling. Think about it. Think about it. Right? What a gentleman. And, and, And for me, that says a lot about his character. Yes, he's made some horrific mistakes, and yes, he paid you know, the penalty of going to prison sure. for it. But, yes, he, he's he's turned his life around. Um, and that's all I'll tell you. Okay, all right. That's enough. Now, that's good enough. That's, that's some good sizzle right there. Now, of course, you know, everybody's like, I could not have you on the show without asking you about the situation because you've already come out with it about Bill Cosby. What, how did you meet Bill, and what was happening at the time uh, that that this happened? And you know that that is a it's probably the most painful story to hear, right? On both sides, because everybody's broken. Bill obviously was broken if this is what he's done, and everyone is saying he has done it. So that's a broken human being to do that. But then the the victims uh, are forever broken because not just the fact that there was uh, 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 sexual assault, uh, domestic violence, if you want to call it, uh, but it was at the celebrity level, and it, it, it was a violation that's kind of like beyond comprehension. What was your 
uh, opinion, feeling, going through this event uh, and realizing what happened to you? Well, well, first of all, I like to say I wrote my memoirs and started writing my memoirs in 2013. Okay. And my big reveal was that I was finally going to tell the world, because I told no one, that Cosby drugged me. Why did you hold it in so long, sweetie? Why did it take so long for you to talk about it? It would have been abnormal to say something. Most women, probably two-thirds of women have been sexually assaulted, molested, raped, sexual sexual harassment at some point in their lives. It Mm -hmm. is so prevalent, it's it's disgusting. And 99% of those women never tell a soul. And I spoke about an event in my book as a 12-year-old. Right? Yep, yep. You never tell a soul. That's the culture of being a woman. The silence. You have no voice. Is that is that something that is now continuing, or do you do you feel that that the, still, the moment it happens, you gotta you say it's still it's still happening right now? It's still the mindset of, of women right now. Of course, it's still happening right now. And look what happens when you do open your mouth. Yeah, yeah. You know what was sad? Well, obviously the whole damn thing was sad. But what was sad was. All of those women were really not believable until you stepped up. Isn't that sad? That's actually, I, can't, I don't want to say it, but that's effed up. I mean, it really is that a, you know, a bona fide celebrity had to step up and say, hey, it happened to me too. Otherwise, it was just a bunch of women uh, who... A bunch of women who didn't know each other. Right, right. Got older. But when Beverly Johnson stepped foot stepped forward and said, "Oh my God, are you serious? Really? Oh my God!" Yeah, it was the it was the OMG moment. I mean, even Jill Scott, I think, at that moment said, "Okay, well, you know, guess what? I I, I gotta I, I you know if, if if that's the case, you know, this is not cool." Yeah. All of a sudden, we lost all our rational thinking. We lost all of our, you know, um, common sense thinking. Yeah, yeah. Perpetuate this fantasy. Yes. Because if anybody with any common sense knows that people don't come from all over the world and people that don't know each other and everybody come together and talk about somebody raping them. I mean, and have the same story. Absolutely. Absolutely. It doesn't make common sense. But I'll tell you this. That was not the biggest story in my life. That was mm-hmm. not my life and death experience. That mm-hmm. was not my all of those things that happened in, 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 in my particular life. And by the grace of God, I was not raped. So that story for me um, is a current story. Um and it's a sad story because of, um, we're having this amazing discussion about race, which we've needed to have in this country for so long. Sure, sure. And that that it, it comes on the heels of that, which kind of deflates our 
you know, balloon and position on the ground that we have taken in the way of race and police brutality and, and the yeah. murders and Black Lives Matter. He just messed up the whole doggone thing. He kind of, yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. It was became the the, top, the main topic uh, of news uh, that detracted from the real story and the real issue that's exactly. happening right now in Black America, which is one of the things I so highly respect of you uh, and have for 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 uh, uh, for forty years, and and that is you have out of all of them have really remained a sister. You know what I'm saying? You've remained your blackness in in, in your community. Uh, how did you do that? Because that's anybody who is successful knows that that is a deal. If you're African American and you're black, you know that is a fight. Especially if you're an A-lister in the game of what you're doing, that is a that's one of the uh, things we have to toggle with every single day, all day, every day. How did you How did you manage to do that and, and still, you know, literally, like I said, be a, be our sister. So 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 what do you, what what do you mean? Explain explain to me, Doctor. You maintained your blackness, in other words. In other words, you haven't lost the sense of who you are as a as an African as a uh, African American woman. I tell you, I got the lesson very early on. I got it that day that that cover appeared on uh, Vogue magazine. When my face appeared on Vogue magazine, I realized that it was not party time because I had you know, reached the pinnacle of the modeling career, I realized, like, holy shit. Oh, my God. People are saying, how does it feel to be the first black woman on the cover of Vogue? Do you know what it means? Do you not understand the racism in America? And I was like, oh, I really didn't. Mm -hmm. That's me and my self-discovery about who I am, who my roots are, what's this thing about racism, slavery, you know, learning all of those those people that died and, and, and spilt blood for me to be here today. Wow. You know, why that the, the black race isn't extinct like like the like the Native American. They tried, mm-hmm. but they mm-hmm. didn't. So we're, we're, our, our DNA is warrior because we made it through, through it all. Absolutely. So, from that moment, that little 21, 22-year-old woman had to be just that. Not just a woman, not just a model, but a black woman. And mm. that was the moment for me that I knew that when all the fanfare was gone, when all the, you know, you know all the magazines and all the white people in the magazine... I was still going to have my family, my black family. Okay. They weren't going to leave me wow. and support me. And they have with the wigs and the hair extension, with the books. With the, they're there. They're all moving on to the next flavor of the month. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Understood. Love that. My family. My Love that. family and my black community. Wow. And yep. I value yep. that. And I always have since that moment. I didn't understand it. You know, as a twenty-year-old running around sure. the car, but I, I understand it. I understood it at the, at that moment, that pivotal moment for me. Um, I know you got to go because I know you got other interviews, and we got you know this yeah. this book is blowing completely up. Um, how's the golf swing? I didn't know you were such a go- avid golfer. Love the game. The game of golf is the game of life. There's a little white ball, and all you have to do is hit it. And you can't blame <laughs> anybody else why you didn't hit it. Uh, you, you, nobody threw it to you wrong. Uh, 
you know, the basketball, they didn't pass you the basketball. It's you and that little ball, and it's, and it's a ball about, and, and, and it's a game about mistakes. How do you handle mistakes, the mistakes? It's not about the victories, but it's about how you handle the mistakes. And that's what my book is about, and that's what life is about. Of course, you can get the book on online, Amazon, what have you. But you also have others. You have a whole empire, Beverly. What, what's the best way people can get uh, in contact with all of you? Because you've got the Beverly uh, Johnson hair collection. You've got so many yeah. things that you're doing. Talk to us a little bit about that. Give us the uh, URL. How can people get, uh, connect with you? BeverlyJohnson.com. You know, you can connect with me. You, you'll see what I'm, what I'm doing with the, the hair extension, the mineral makeup line is coming, the book, the HBO miniseries. The, the new reality show. I mean, life is good. You hear about my three grandchildren. You know, the light of my life. This is the best. This is the best time of my life, and oh. I and I, I feel so blessed, and I am full of so much gratitude. And I, I just really want to thank you for doing this interview for me, and telling people about my book. And I and I hope everyone enjoy the read. It's a better awesome. read than living it. Believe me. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's an amazing ride. I swear to God. I love how you read it at the memoir. Cause it's like I hear your voice throughout the entire book as you're explaining it to me. It's almost like a uh, like a, a, a audio uh, narrative. Thank you so much. Fantastic. I want you to come back and do our live video show. I think that would be absolutely hot, especially when that mineral line comes out. HBO special coming up. Reality show. My God, this is the busiest woman, hardest working woman in show business. Beverly Johnson. The book is the face that changed it all, and that is a fact. Uh, thank you, Beverly, for being with me. Love you, girl. And thank you so much. Absolutely. Take care, everybody. We love you. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.